1: This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 163rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this one, uh, from the great Southern philosopher Ricky Bobby's daddy, if you ain't first. You last, as the Falcons dropped into last place in the NFC South with this 35-22 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. Score looks a little closer than the game was. The, the Bucks took it to the Falcons up front. Offensive line uh, couldn't uh, handle the buccaneers stout defensive front who got after the quarterback didn't pay no attention to the running game uh you know the running game didn't get established they, uh, whoo, just went to the quarterback. Just skipping the whole play action fake thing. But we'll get into that. We're going to talk about the loss, the injuries. We're worried about some shoulders here. Julio Jones attacked McKinley. We're here from Desmond Trufant and Jamon Brown. I talked about the blocking. The pass rush and the almost sacks. And then how did Chris when torch the secondary? My gosh, what a game he had on Sunday. But getting back to the loss here, Julio Jones suffered a shoulder injury in the second quarter, uh, came back in the third. You know, he saw they were trying to come back. They got us the, the uh, you know got down. The Bucks uh, put another touchdown up. Got up twenty five to ten. And he tried to come back and play. It's clearly favoring the right shoulder. Uh, you know uh, uh, Julio's played through a lot. I don't know if he can get ready by Tuesday. They already down two offensive weapons, Hooper and Freeman. Maybe they can get one of them back. Uh, this week, although Hooper supposedly missed four games, according to NFL media, so this is what, he's missed two, so he's down for two more. But they might try to rush him and Freeman back, given the state of affairs on the football field. And Tack McKinley, uh, we're hearing whispers about a rotator cuff issue with him, uh, and basically, um, it looked like he had that thing heavily taped up and playing with one shoulder uh, out there today uh, on Sunday. So. We We got to follow him, too, uh, because he doesn't think he can lift 300-pound people off of him with the one shoulder. So, we'll see where that goes. But those are the two big things coming out of the 35-22 loss. Uh, The Falcons couldn't get in in, in sync at all on offense. Came out with the opening play drive, then stalled uh, in the red zone. Had to get a 25-yard field goal. Got an interception. Couldn't do nothing with it. And, uh, you know, that just kind of set the tone for the day. For the Falcons in the 35-22 loss to drop them into last place in the NFC South with a 3-8 record. Also snapped their two-game winning streak with wins over the Saints and win, a win over Carolina. Now the Falcons are 3-8, looking at the best thing they could do is 8-8. They're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but need some football miracles all across the land to get in. So we're gonna go here to uh, Desmond Trufant. A little quick one here from him, and then we'll get to Jamin Brown uh, about the game yesterday. Here's Desmond Trufant. Um, yeah, you can say that. A little bit of
2: both, uh and, you know, just reading the. Um, to the, the, the reading the receiver, you know, and just playing aggressive, you know, if I see something, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it, you know. Say, uh, you guys were in that
0: Tampa 2, and they kept finding that scene, was it linebacker drops, or are you giving them too much room, or um, God,
2: especially? I mean, I, I had to watch it on the film, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, to see it, you know, the whole picture, you know, when you're out there, but like I said, they get, they did it, like you said. They did a good job of finding the holes in the zone, and uh, you know, you just gotta, you know, when we play them next time, just gotta uh, make it harder for them. Your communication in this game in the
0: secondary
2: wasn't like it was in the previous two games. Did it had made a lot of strides. Um, I don't, I don't think it was the communication. It just came down that they were just making the plays. You know, sometimes they make more plays than you. That's ball. You know, they get paid too. You know, it's the NFL but I think we was communicating. We had a good week of practice. You know, we made some plays, too, on our end, but we just dug ourselves in a hole, you know, and it was hard. To, we couldn't we couldn't recover.
1: How tough was this, you know, after y'all had the two wins to come out and, you know, now you got to try to rebound from a tough loss there.
2: Um, Yeah, it's a hard loss, you know, but, I mean, it's the NFL, and we can't, you know, we got the Saints coming in in a couple of days, so we can't hang our head on this at the end of the day. You know, uh, we just got to stand
1: up, and we know it's going to be a challenge on Thursday, so, you know, I'm just looking forward to that. Desmond Trufant, uh talking about his interception there first and uh, what was happening on the defense. Uh, Chris Godwin, was, we're going to deal with that later, but he was finding the holes in the, the zone, not necessarily his uh, deal, but here's Jamin Brown. I don't think he, uh, well, I'll let y'all hear what he uh, had to say about the blocking. Guys wanted to, really-
0: say they was doing anything special. Um, you just got to tip your hats to them. You know, that's a good football team. We played today. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't make the plays that we needed to. Um, as an offensive line, of course, we don't want, we want any of our quarterbacks or backs to be able, um, how they were today. So it's definitely something that we'll take a look at. And you know, moving forward, we'll do on Thursday. Is it tough to make those, I mean, when you have this kind of game and then quick turnaround on Thursday, you know, and you have to make, you have to make, a you feel like you have to make a lot of changes in the short run. Of time. No, man, you, you, just, you just keep the same approach. Um, you know, at the end of the day, today um, didn't work out. We wanted to, um, it's not, it had nothing to do with the work, or, uh, the, the week of work. I think as a team we approached the week um the right way unfortunately uh we didn't put it all together uh, so going into next week it's not you know you don't reinvent the wheel all we'll do is is take a look at the mistakes that we made today learn from it grow from it and be ready regular Thursday. when a quarterback gets sacked six times like that is it a little bit of miscommunication on the line maybe guys just purely getting beat a little bit of both on that. oh you don't really know until you can until you can look at it you know um uh, at the end of the day, in pass protection, it takes all 11. You know, it's not just the, the five big guys that are blocking the front. Uh, unfortunately, that's just how, it's, how it looks when um, your quarterback gets hit or he gets sacked. Um, it takes, it takes you know, quarterbacks being on time, receivers being open, and obviously the offensive line um, uh, protecting. Um, and I think today we, we wasn't in sync like we normally are. That's
1: what led to those, those quarterback hits and those quarterback sacks. But it'll be something that we clean up for sure. Is there anything you guys say kind of Matt- Yeah, that's Jamin Brown. I, 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 mm, I'm i not buying the NSYNC thing, but uh he's not on my list, on my blocking list. Uh, people, you know, the naughty and nice who didn't block list. But he was rotating with uh, Wes Schweitzer in there. But, uh yeah, I guess he didn't want to throw his guys under the bus. and He didn't have to watch the film. He know what happened. Uh you know, we saw what happened on TV, and we and the replays and so forth. I mean, the one, uh, you know, we're gonna. Uh, our next topic is blocking, so we'll just segue into that. Um, <clears throat> one sack Devin White just didn't even honor the play action fake but that's because there was no run game threat the running backs combined for 34 yards on 17 carries that's 2 yards a carry and uh, you know I threw out the Ridley number and uh Matt Ryan scramble that was uh 2 carries for 23 yards that made it get up to 3 a carry but you know you're not counting on that you're counting on the running backs getting 4 yards a pop then they have to honor your play action fake so so, the, um, Dan Quinn said, you know, we were gonna, knew we were going to have to bang out some hard yards. But, I mean, they, they they weren't able to do it. I don't know if they were going to try to spread them and go wide. Uh, they was not going to try to go right at them. That wasn't going to work, although they tried it a couple times. Uh, but, yeah, I think you would have had to go wide on them, which they did with the Ridley sweep. But, anyway, because they weren't blocking suit and – uh and Vita Vea up the middle. So you was gonna have to make them run sideline to sideline. And then uh you had Shaq Barrett on the one end and uh who else started on the other end here for the Bucks books, uh, you had uh, yeah, they kind of did the 3-5-3 three, three thing. So you had Devin White on that other side, and then Levante David in the middle. They list White and Barrett as linebackers. So they were doing that 3-5-5-2 five, five, thing the Falcons started out with. But with no run game, the play action was off the table. And we saw that on the Devin White sack when he went straight to the quarterback, didn't pay no mind to the fake. Uh, Jake Matthews had a hands to the face. Bad, bad day for him, got beat by Pierre Paul on the big sack at the end. Uh, You know, I got James Carpenter getting beat up the middle by Vita Villa. He's slapping his hands afterwards on the film. Knew he was beat. And then Caleb McGarry uh, lost Devin White. He's a big guy trying to get on the small, fast linebacker end type. You know, they stunned it. And it looked like, you know, Uh, On the normal stunt, you take it outside, but but White like cut it back in underneath, and then Caleb's trying to push him down and misses his push. You know, at that point, you could just tackle him and, and save the hit on the quarterback and take the penalty. But, um, yeah, penalties, seven for sixty, I believe it was here. Uh after, you know, last week against Carolina they were, you know, three don't have three for twenty, the lowest of the season. So yes, yeah, seven for sixty uh yards and penalties when was the Jake Matthews hands to the face. So, um you know, the six sacks, 13 quarterback hits overall, I think Shop took one late. Uh, you know, that's just not going to get it done. This was a good front. They knew it was a good front, uh, and they needed to be on top of their game. So, it, it was, you know, it's one or two things happened. They weren't on top of their games, or Tampa Bay's better than them. And they showed it and whooped them up front on Sunday. So, you can take it whichever way you want it. I know what I saw. They looked like they got whooped to me. And, uh uh, that's what happened. That probably ain't gonna change much when they play them again uh, later. Last game of the season, unless you know, you you don't know who's going full motor then. At that time, we're gonna have two teams out of the playoffs. Bus is gonna be running in the parking lot. That's gonna be uh, one of those entertaining game six teams. A bunch of young guys will be getting out there. We'll see some of them. Uh, we saw a couple of them come along here in this game. Uh, Russell Gage and Quadriolizer. Four, the pass rush. What happened? No sacks, one hit. Is that right? I want to double check that. I'm going off of memory. But I got Yeah, 0 and 1. Wow. Uh, and that was uh Deion Jones. So, all those guys that were getting busy last couple games, uh, you know, Grady did his thing down in New Orleans. And Vic got in there. Tack, you know, everybody got in there a little bit. Then uh, Adrian Claiborne led the charge in Carolina. And then, you know, Tack got him a sack late in the game. And, uh, you know, uh, no, that was early in the game because the punt came on. The punt return came after that. But 11 sacks. So went from 11 sacks and 21 quarterback hits to one hit against Jameis Winston and a bunch of almost sacks. They're closing, but Jameis is you know athletic enough to scramble around and he will jump. He, he he did. He will jump up and throw it to you. He did that once. Uh, so, where did the pass rush go? Uh, mm, and the 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 Bucks line. I like the line, but. You know, it's it's not the, uh, you know, it's not, you know, one of the top ones. You know, you got Smith, Marpet, Jensen, yeah, Dotson. I mean, it's only, you know, they held up. They held up. And Jameis uh, uh, bailed them out, too. You know, he did thirty-two picks early, but they weren't costly. The Falcons couldn't do nothing with one. Then they got a touchdown. And uh, that was it. That was it until they get the late touchdown a couple more field goals in there. But. Yeah, the pass rush and the almost sacks. We talk about that in the analysis uh, of uh, there. you know, a couple guys were almost there, Grady. Uh, but Tack, we believe, is, you know, that hurts them, Immensely, Because even if, though he wasn't getting sacks, he was really getting up the field and after the ball. And that was freeing up space for everybody else, too. So, but, you know, him out there basically on one arm, uh, you know, he didn't play that many snaps. I'm going to go get his snaps. I sh- uh, should have got him before I got it on him. I'm going to make a note. He didn't play that much, I didn't think, but I'm going to go look at his snaps. But he's out there with one arm when he is playing. And uh, Jacob Tatua Mariner got a lot of action. I saw that. And uh, they, um, you know, activated Larkin. So, But I don't think he uh, – I'll, I'll check his snaps to get back to the – I'll tweet that out on Twitter at D-Orlando AJC. Okay, now five here. We're going to wrap it up. How did Chris Godwin torch the secondary? Okay, Kendall Sheffield was in coverage a lot. You know, rookie got I learned a few lessons a day. Uh, they schemed up one play. I got to go back and look at this. But they put a good one in between, kind of in line and kind of a tight end type spot. And that's how Deion Jones ends up with him. And he's, you know, when you beat the cover two scheme, I learned this back in my West Coast Green Bay days. Uh because this was a catch that Terrell Jones, Terrell Owens, uh, beat the Packers in in the playoffs after three years in a row, the Packers knocking him out. Um, Pat Terrell comes over in the end zone and tries to knock him out, but he uh, held on to the ball. You sitting that, you sitting a fast guy up the up the seam of the cover two zone, right where both of the safeties don't know who's got him, uh, and the Cat Falcons are playing cover one, so they only got one back there. So. Uh, you know, you just keep hitting that seam and banging that seam. Normally it used to be with a tight end, but now people are slipping wide receivers in there so they can get more depth. So, so Dion can run with, you know, most uh, tight ends and. You know some wide receivers, but Godwin was able to get a little bit more deeper on that, uh, and he said he had to find James's ball because I guess they don't really know where it's gonna be either. But once he found it, he was getting ready for a the hit from Casey, and then uh, Casey didn't uh, level him like he does, you know, like he's you know usually does. Uh, Godwin bounced off the hit, gathering himself up. Now, here maybe we need a uh, form tackle, not the big hit tackle. Maybe we get a hit, wrap, and lift tackle, and the play's dead right there and doesn't go for 71 yards. So, uh, you know, you young footballers out there want to get on the highlight film on ESPN, sometimes just a good form tackle back there is going to work for you, not the try to kill him tackle. So that's what happened. There, I'm gonna look at that again. See if he form tackles the guy, you know, then he gets some help from Dion and just holds on, and, and you don't have a touchdown. I'm thinking that's what what they needed there. So, and then on the the, the touchdown pass, the one yard one, man, that was a. Um, Jay Z almost tips it. It's behind Goodwin. Uh, He turns around and makes a great catch, pulls it in, and then Sheffield just cranks on him. Uh, But he holds on to the ball. So. uh great day by chris godwin uh they don't know how he lasted to the second round out of penn state uh you know they got mike evans down there uh, but chris godwin got it done against the falcons he helped to carry the bucks to this w uh he now leads the nfl with nine touchdowns caught seven or eight targets for 184 yards and two touchdowns and hat tip to mike evans who uh Went over a thousand yards uh, against the Falcons there, and he joins Randy Moss as the only player to reach a thousand yards six seasons to start his career. So hat tip to Mike Evans. He's a pro. He gets it. He's been getting it done for six years in the league, and went over a thousand yards on Sunday. So we got a quick turnaround here. Falcons against the Saints on uh, Sunday night at 820. I'm actually looking forward to this one. It was a little fun last year just flying in on the day of the game and then flying right back out to New Orleans. So we're going to kind of just slide on into the Georgia Dome around 6 or 7. Dinner's at 3 over here uh, on Thanksgiving. Have a bunch of folks in town and so forth. Looking forward to that. uh, yeah, but if we don't know. Uh, Falcons, Saints are gonna come here ticked off after that 26 to 9 loss down there. And they're trying to stay. They, they ain't, they're gonna um, be bringing their A game because they're trying to stay up with San Francisco to get one of those, uh, uh, you know, bye week, uh, you know, seeds in the playoffs, or so one or two, so they can get a bye going into the playoffs. So, you know, they ain't coming here trying to be nice to the Falcons because, you know, the Falcons are in last place. But, Should be a, the Falcons will get up for them, they showed they were ready for the rumble last time, so uh, I'm looking forward to this Thanksgiving game as the season's gonna, you know, after this, this will be the end of the third quarter of the season, not looking forward to the last quarter of the season, it's gonna, you know, we'll be hearing all kind of, you know, stuff circulating about the, you know, how did this happen and so forth, but we'll get to that, but in the meantime, let's enjoy the short week, got the Turkey thawing in the uh, refrigerator. Got the um, pulled pork, uh, the Boston Bud thawing. We're going to be smoking up some stuff over here. The wife's got a lot of folks coming in looking forward uh, to the week. Kids will be home and all that all that good stuff. Although, I got to get to my list of stuff I'm um, supposed to be doing and do a good job of that over the weekend. But anyway, we're going to get on out of here. 163rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. This one here is titled, If You Ain't First, You're Last. Credit to the great philosopher, southern philosopher, Ricky Bobby's daddy. From that movie Talladega Nights*. The Falcons are last. They're not first. They are last at 3-8 and eight in the NFC South. But the Saints are coming to town. And we're looking forward to seeing if they can take them down again. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. Happy Thanksgiving to you all.